Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. We have very special guest today joining all the way from Austin, Texas. We got Sheila Swift joining the podcast. Hi Sheila. Hi. How are you How are this y'all? evening? Oh, I'm alive, I'm breathing and I'm so happy that we finally connected. So, hello my dear friend from across the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny how we how we got connected. Right? I mean, we got connected on Clubhouse, right? Yes, and I actually haven't even like been online in the last two weeks. So I'm like, Clubhouse has been the best thing for me ever. But also, like, I can't write a song right now because I'm like my head's full of other people's voices. So <laughs> sometimes right. we have to detox. But I'm glad we have a real connection now, Mr. Chana. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think like. it was like the first time i saw you and then you actually messaged me on that clubhouse room it's like i think it's it's something i said in the room right maybe like you yeah, said hi well, and- was, yeah totally and i love it so it, that was jeff uh, mcmans mcman speaks club hit the greenhouse right um right. and i love like so if i do get online these days it's like okay how am i going to spend my time is it going to be worth it it's like I'm not there to be seen. I'm not anywhere in the world anymore to be seen. You know, we've all grown out of that hopefully. <laughs> like but um to hear you and now to see you on the screen is amazing, but to to go in that room of Jeff where you were full of, you know, Nashville musicians, Texans, random people, then here comes Jana. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude, but- I was like I have to be friends with this person. <laughs> yeah because it's uh, i mean i discovered jeff like i don't know maybe few months ago and lisa and jeff and uh i mean although it's like although i'm more into like metal and rock but i i i still see that connection with them because i still i still enjoy you know country i still enjoy uh, folk rock and all that right so and 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 i really love the rooms that jeff actually brings up every topics that he brings up like the christmas wow. one out of the blue it was in september it's a christmas episode <laughs> and then i mean you educated us we dumb americans didn't we could edit that part out it's true but anyway we didn't know that y'all started celebrating christmas in september so merry christmas <laughs> yeah uh, so so sheila so you you were actually now uh, Uh, i know texas really didn't lock down on the covid thing right they were like they were ki- kind of open right and how is the situation now is everything back to normal i am in austin texas right now right next door to acl and there are lines around the block there are people in um silver sequined outfits there are just good old boys with their polo shirts and their Ralph Lauren caps the city is alive again this is actually one of the first ventures out that i have done to get back into being live and right. it's awesome but it's overwhelming <laughs> but yeah it's been difficult because I like to stay out of politics. You know what I mean? Like there's right. nothing good comes from any of that. <laughs> right, right. But um it's definitely a very different place than the rest of the world. For good and bad, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How are you, friend? Uh, I'm uh you know we are still kind of in a lockdown, but we 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 learn to survive. 
and uh, we learn to enjoy whatever we ha- we can have all right so uh, we are making best of what we what we got and and to be honest this podcast that i'm doing actually started because of covid because i couldn't go to concerts anymore so i started something that and then i enjoy doing it so and then i keep on meeting a lot of lot of interesting people from around the world and learning a lot of things out of this <laughs> it's amazing though right i mean and again we go back to clubhouse how we connected through through the voice right and right. it doesn't matter what kind of music we're listening to at the end of the day we're all humans no matter what language no matter when you put your santa claus hat on <laughs> like <laughs> That's what I love. Like we're, I don't, I should look it up how many miles, miles away we are apart, but look, no, we're right here, like in the living room together. And I just think it's beautiful that the good thing about coming out of this whole Rona situation is that we did get a pause and we could stop and go, what's really important, right? Like, how am I going to spend my time? How are I going to spend my energy with? And when the world is totally open, like who are I going to do it with? Right. You know what I mean? Like we got to preserve our energy. (laughs) We got to like take care of us. And I think as artists, we forget because we're like always like serving, which sorry, of course we want to serve the people, but like, I think that's why I'm overwhelmed to be here right now and to have like gone to be with Willie Nelson last night. And now during another show, it's just like, okay, she back. But it's a little like, uh, I got really comfortable watching netflix with my kids so it's been weird <laughs> right like, but we're not on fire no one got sick so what the heck do i have to complain about nothing i'm praying for the world everybody right i re- i remember you 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 updating your like profile picture on clubhouse with a with a picture of with with willie right so uh that's like because you know willie billy nelson johnny cash and you know i i really admire those guys and I actually have a Willie here. Oh, show me. Oh my God, hold on. Let me take a picture of that. I will show it to him. <laughs> Wait, put it, move it this way so I can see the whole thing or this way. Yeah. No, the other way. Yes, yes. Ta-da. Willie. I'll show it to him. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> so, so Sheila, when did you first meet Willie Nelson? So being a Texan, like, it's almost like I grew up with him, but I never met him until um, 2012, right before the clock struck midnight. Mm. Like Cinderella, I did not leave the ball and I stayed and I sang with Willie Nelson January 1st, 2013, right here, right next door in Austin. So like kind of this whole full circle thing come back around. And um, yeah, he's just everything that you would think that he is. He's amazing. And yeah. like last night, he he played at the Whitewater Amphitheater, where like I'm up here in the hill country of Texas, and we have a bunch of rivers and people go tubing. So they get into tubes, and they thought like they're cooler with the bear. And uh, I prefer uh, margaritas. My kids are not here. I have a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> is this my life? But anyway, no, it's amazing. Yeah, and Willie's, he's everything. He's just the most kind, like, he will be playing until he's 112 because, like, the day that he stops playing is the day that he goes to his other realm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. He's so generous and amazing. Yeah. 
So Sheila, tell me a little bit about your childhood and what's your earliest uh, memory of music? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I came out of my mother's womb singing. So I don't remember <laughs> that. But that's the story that they tell me. And so um, at five years old, I went and started singing in the, the kids' church choir. Again, ugh, I could write a thesis and all this like Southern stuff and how we need to uh, embrace tradition, but move forward and like, you know. So basically the church choir was amazing. But um, at five, I'm like, I want to be a real singer like I would like because I was already getting the solos and making the third graders mad because they'd been there a couple of times and so I don't know it was just like this and it, it wasn't about like and it was true so there was no applause it's it was never about again being seen or like it's more just about expressing myself and being free to be that vessel that like generates this energy coming from the source that for me is, is Christ. You know, I choose that. That's my greatest love story. I love that, that we have all this beauty in the world. And so that's why music is important. So tying that with the church now, as I'm almost 40, looking back at my five-year-old self, I'm like, wow, like good job, girl, <laughs> you know, because I went on to feed my kids with this, but it wasn't anything other than God doing it through me, for me, for me, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, as a, as a singer, as a vocalist, like what sort of uh, what sort of the artist that really inspired you or influenced you? Oh, different artists. Is that what you said? Okay. Who, yeah. Who inspired you as a singer? That's so hard. Okay. It's like there's like layers to it. Um, definitely. The first thing I would say is like Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant, who you see in Austin all the time now. Um, honestly, like uh, Stevie Nicks. Uh, gosh, anything Deep Purple, The Kinks, like anything that my parents, like that was their golden teenagers. Like that's the music that we listened to in the car driving to school, like the Beach Boys, like all this stuff. So I had such a beautiful mix of stuff and then I go to my grandparents house and I would hear you know like um, the big bands and and like all of the Lena Horn and Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra you know so and then my my girl's father my ex-husband he's the one that taught me about the good stuff the metal the um the Pantera and Metallica and Tool and and so at different stages I've taken all these different influences and Yes, I'm a singer, but first and foremost, I'm a songwriter. So it's like, let's see what this song wants, what story this song wants to tell. It's just so much more. It's like a choose your own adventure book, right? So I choose it all. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, I was actually checking out some of your songs and uh, I really, I want to ask about this song, Daisy. Who is Daisy? <gasps> Thank you for asking. Nobody ever asked. <laughs> Okay, so are you familiar with the book, The Great Gatsby? Yeah. Okay, so the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, stunningly beautiful, not even, read a book, people, read a book. But <laughs> so um, Great Gatsby is one of those that I have picked up and read 
probably a thousand times as a kid. I don't know. Honestly, it, it's not even about the story. It was about the cover, the graphic cover, this like 1960s. It's like, it's like somewhere in between Art Nouveau and pop art. Like it's blue, dark blue background. And then like this eye and his lips and this green light. And the whole story is this, Daisy, her cousin, moves to East Egg, this kind of like an Eastern New York kind of like Sag Harbor type situation. So her cousin moves in. So Daisy is technically the center of this entire book, The Great Gatsby, even though the entire book is written in the perspective of talking about who is Gatsby, because he was an anomaly. But I always thought like, who is Daisy? And then when I kept watching it and after... A, a divorce and after a failed, you know what, not failed. I never fail. After uh, something else that wasn't meant to be, I watched Daisy again and then I was like, hold up, I'm not watched. I read the book again and I said, hold up. And now my new maturity, um, I get it. Daisy is that like coquette that is just like has, she has a ton of brains, but she acts stupid so that she can get what she wants. And then anyway, Daisy, Daisy, come on, pretty lady. Basically, it's me like reading it again, going like, homegirl, like you too old for that shit, those games. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Daisy, but, but I wrote it, I wrote it like a it's, a, it's a minute and a half long. It's not, so I never intended to record it or release it. And I was just uh, my old guitar player, Ben Jared. We were, um, we were practicing for a tour that we were about to go on in Germany where I met my now husband, who's amazing, Chris, hey, what's up? Um, but I was like, Ben, I have this little ditty, this little like ditty in my head. Daisy, Daisy, come on, pretty lady. What's the matter with you? And I was like, isn't that fun? He's like, we should record it. And I'm like, it's not a song. It doesn't fit the requirements. Now, nah, whatever. Um, thank you so much for listening because... We put it out and it's my favorite song <laughs> right 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 because when you say that you wrote it like you you created that songs that fast it reminds me like you know the dolly parton writing jolene because i think she wrote it like also in one day right <laughs> yeah 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 i mean sometimes like when you have this this just wave of passion come through you like you've got to grab the spark when it comes and that's why we call ourselves tortured artist right because it's like oh i couldn't catch it and pin it down <laughs> but right. sometimes you get those lucky moments and then also there's just like the you know practice art every day do something every day and lately i've been doing journaling so there's a song i have i started collaborating during corona and just before i started actually collaborating with like instagram producers <laughs> like people i've never met before but i met on instagram and like um, this dude, Big Chris Flores, he used to be Slash's uh, backup guitar player. He is the one that produced um, Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, Sweet Magical Goodness, and Hollering Woman. Three very different songs, right? Mm. Uh, I got the music from him. Usually before this last year, I, I wrote everything, like music, everything. And then I was like, I love collaborating because then it doesn't feel so lonely because I'm not out on the road. I don't have a band with me. Like I have my family and I love them, but like, Lord, take the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so just be able to collaborate again and take those old influences, but then be like, how do I translate this? Not for the algorithm, but like, so that when I'm 
in a different atmosphere, my kids hopefully then will listen to me and actually then hear the words I'm saying because hopefully my music is there to inspire, even if it's like chastising Daisy. What it really was doing was like, hold up, Sheila, you just read this book again and you got confronted because uh, I was kind of playing both sides after my divorce. So I'm like, well, I like you and I like you and I'm not gonna listen it, but whatever. Come on, pretty lady, like chill, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> Just be a normal right. person, be a normal human being. Right. Uh, Sheila, in one of the YouTube videos in your channel, I think you you were introduced as jazz hands. As what? <laughs> as jazz hands. Sheila jazz hands sweep, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that but i'm sure it's accurate that sounds that sounds like me yes you know when you're on clubhouse listening to me like this is what you're getting like this is why i had to go off of clubhouse for two weeks i'm like i'm exhausted right, right. Uh, sheila on your songs i think my favorite song is the one you re released in 2018 you are not alone i really love that song thank you that one is a gift to me as well. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't write that one at all, but I was honored to go emote it in the booth and I was able to really get it and feel it because um, the producer and writer, I'm getting chills. <laughs> the producer and writer of that, my, my brother, Billy Dorsey, he's an amazing um, artist himself and producer and all these things. Anyway, um, He's partnered up with a mental health organization and a doctor who's a psychiatrist. And the doctor wrote a poem. Billy took that poem and he turned it into You Are Not Alone. And he called me up and he's like, hey, sis, I got a song for us. And that is actually when I was still at the tail end of my horrible depressive, depressive episodes, depression. See, it's hard to even say it because I'm like, that's not, it's not me. That's not how I identify. But Really grabbed me, pulled me into the studio and gave me those words. And it's like, okay, I surrender. So um, that's also the beauty of music is like, especially your friends and your brothers and people like you and me looking out for each other, being like, I got something for us. And again, it's not for anyone to be like, oh, you're amazing. It's not about me. Like we're all in this together, right? Yeah, right. Because I think uh, <clears throat> especially now like for me for example like we are in a lockdown i think that that sort of song really gives me maybe yeah. a little bit of comfort uh to to good see that, i hope yeah. so all right so yeah, yeah. That, that really resonated with me i i i was even listening to this while waiting for you to join the, <laughs> the... you're not alone <laughs> i'm here now i'm here not alone. <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Sheila, you do so many, I mean, I, I can't imagine how many stuff you do. You're not just a singer and songwriter. You do so many things, right? So tell me a little bit about your art. What do you do on the art side of things like painting and stuff? <laughs> yes. So I'm very lucky that I have many different wells to draw upon. Um, you know, like my soul is here, but I've been... I have, you know, and I'll just own it. Like I have been gifted with a lot of different talents as some people may label them. But for me, they're, they're outlets and modalities of expression. 
I'm not an engineer. I'm not a scientist. I have so much respect and I can understand it from an artist's perspective and how they intersect and integrate. But since five, like we talked about, I've always said, I'm going to be a singer when I grow up. That's it. Like done and done, done and done. I'm going to be a singer when I grow up. And, um, Lo and behold, two weeks before my 12th birthday, I passed out, bonked my head on the wall. My mom took me to the hospital and they were like, well, she's not like, didn't have a concussion, but we found, we found something in her brain. It's a benign brain tumor. Thank you, Jesus. It's still there. So I'm blonde with a brain tumor and I can say anything I want and get away with it. <laughs> but what it did was it gave me a beautiful early birthday present at 13. Now I'm about to be 40 in December and I would live so much longer than I'm supposed to. But I think when you're told young that your time is limited, you're like, okay, well then like I better quickly, like, can anybody find me someone to love? So there's that. And then there's like, oh, I need to learn stuff. And there's things that I want to do and I'm not going to have time to do them. So I think that's how I completely got like just saturated with this idea of like more, more, more. Um, also, I'm a Sagittarius, but absolutely at that point, my parents were like, we need to get her mind off of this. We need to like give her a reason to wake up in the mornings because school was not doing it for me. Um, and I started my, you know, my dad was working, my sister at home and my mom would just take us around in the big old suburban all around Texas. And I would go on the weekends and sing at rodeos and festivals and little fairs. And then on Sunday morning, you better believe that I was singing in front of a church testifying Sheila jazz hands. But it was interesting. Cause it's like, I didn't know that was going to be my last day. And here I was as a child, like on stage telling these grownups, <laughs> these authority figures, like, Hey, don't ever give up tomorrow things will change while i was right in the middle of the storm i didn't know how it was gonna go down but right. like instead of thinking like how lucky i am now i'm like oh gosh like stop just trying to take what you can get stop just trying to like prove that you can do it all because duh <laughs> but i proved it to myself finally so in a roundabout way to answer your question I, um, I was, I've been doing the music professionally full-time since I was 13. Uh, I, in tandem with that, I got my bachelor's of, uh, arts degree and literature and painting. I'd never painted in my life, but this university I went to, they were like, it's a requirement to have a double major. So I was like, oh, what do I mean? Like an English major, but like, what's easy. Okay. Art. <laughs> uh, anyway. The little girl who wanted to just be a singer who thought at 17 I was going to be the next Britney Spears because, you know, people were calling on the phone. My dad said, no, you're going to school. And I'm like, oh, rats. But now that little girl not just has her bachelor's degree, I then became uh, got my master's degree in fine arts and film. And then I've been a professor and an assistant gallery curator and director for the last 12 years before all the mm -hmm. Rona stuff. So it's like, okay, Thursday night through Sunday, we are at a different venue somewhere around Texas, which could even be a six hour drive back home or like, you know, we're, we're in the, the academic grind. So I've been very blessed, but 
I think I've been split down the middle so much because on the, that side too, it's like my painting, I do photo painting. So I'm a photographer. I then do paint on top of that. Then I digitally photograph or scan it again. And then I turn it into a film. So like, I've realized my whole life has just been like, ah, but now I'm kind of like, chill homie. So I have it all now, but now what I want to do with it is I want to really focus back on the academic side, institutions, museums for my art. I'm tired of putting stuff out on social media. I do it because I feel like this obligation, but I didn't care. Mm. And I'd rather like make something beautiful that actually like inspires humans of the world to tap into their own humanity and start self-actualizing instead of any type of vanity metrics, right? So I've been doing it a long time. And now that I'm still here, I'm gonna do it different. Right. Um, <clears throat> one of these videos that you put out, uh, I think it was in 2020, you put out a video called Quarantine Lullaby, you know, oh, yeah. which, is, which, is, which, 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 which was very sweet. So how important is family to you, Sheila? everything nothing else matters outside of my family so if it's not going to work for my family it's not going to work for me you know right. but yeah especially especially my kids again 13 years old you're gonna die in three months okay well let me just live my life like it's at the last second and then all of a sudden 13 years later i have twins i'm told i was never supposed to live much less have babies and my daughters are Marley and Dylan. They're the Bob twins and they're amazing. And they're everything to me. And then my now husband, Chris Kaye, who's an amazing musician in his own right. Um, we have a son together. He's a Hapdeutsches baby, Cohen Himes, Andreas. So I've got these three kids they are six years apart. And it's just like, wow. Like I have it all. I got everything I ever wanted. I'm so frigid lucky. <laughs> Right. So, so you actually record the, with your husband as well, right? As Kahe Ben, you have some recordings with him, right? So we actually met um, when I was on this tour. After my divorce, I had a record I was touring called The Striving is Over. Songs like Let Go, Stay, and then Home. So it was like my little novella to come back to myself and, and remind myself, like, you don't need to be in this PTSD mode. Like, you can just let it be right so uh, i met chris while i was on this tour within a year and a half later like and i wasn't looking for nobody right like a year and a half later we're married with a baby now he's a full-blown texan his parents ursula and heinz they were the original kaye band and ursula played um, piano but she played drums and sang and then heinz played the saxophone with like a mad comb over sexy af and so his parents were like bucking the system in eastern germany um you know being musicians not factory workers so like they were radical and then chris was the only one out of six kids the baby to put music so i happened to be there his band was there like we kept seeing each other everywhere and it was total shiksa just how it was like truly meant to be and then we met on the preposites of we're going to do music together. We're going to tour together. As soon as I got pregnant and as soon as our son came, he's like, no, we have to be responsible family. 
now, which I'm not making fun of him. He's amazing. But he's like, Sheila, you're a kite without a tail. Like I'm pulling you down and we are going to focus like, and it was his first baby. So he was like, ah! you know, <laughs> so he's like, we're not doing music. So, but we recorded that EP when Cohen was six months old. I think we did like three shows and then it was, he was like, I have to like feed, help feed y'all. And I was like, yeah, these shows that we're doing right now are not feeding all of us because there's two extra. <laughs> right. Anyway, you know, he's just so talented and I want for the world to like see what I see. But I also love that he's like, no, it's just, I play music because I love it because it's my soul. I feel it. So there's no, there's no pressure. I'm proud that we have the record documented. Please listen to it. It's the best stories ever. Um, but like, hopefully we'll do other things, but even if we never do, like we have our little time capsule, we have our, our, our you know, our metadata for the great grandchildren. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's about being <laughs> so, together. Yeah. Like, like what you, you, your husband said, like, because I can, because I have a son, he's now 12 years old. Um, I okay. remember, I remember like, you know, going into the hospital and like see him, <clears throat> you know, seeing him in those small cribs, then I, I'm trying to find which one is mine. Like, you know, you, <laughs> that one, that's like, like, I like my, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I could I could recognize him I could recognize him very quickly because he looks like me like he he really looked like me and um and I think uh, having a having a kid I, I couldn't really imagine that I couldn't really uh did I really made that that kid like baby that I couldn't really you know until I hold him yeah. and and I think it really changed my life, right? After that, I think I'm not the same person, like after holding that him and then I, and now he's 12 years old. And then like, we are, we are, we are Those basically are like friends. We are just like, just friends and buddies. We do a lot of things together. Uh, you know, we watch wrestling together and all this stuff. And <laughs> sometimes we listen to Slayer together. Like, you know, that. <laughs> <laughs> you're teaching him right you're raising him correctly good air five <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sheila so you what i really loved about what you said is you you you're not afraid to bring the 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 faith into this conversation a lot of people are sh sort of shy or they they don't like to talk about it but i i feel that faith faith plays a big part of our life so can you tell me a little bit about that yeah. I, and like I said, the gift to be given at, at 13, like here, here's mortality. Here's the understanding of that. I got lucky that that was my awakening to tapping into faith on a daily basis, whatever that means to you. Like I said, for me, like I claim Christ, I choose Christ. Like that's my favorite it could be, it could be a fairy tale for me. Like my spirit is connected with it. So again, Faith is the key word here. It's not religion. It's not dogma. It's not anything like that. It's understanding that we are all the same. No matter what the semantics are, mm. we have a spirit inside of us. And that's why I feel so lucky to be able to express them through music, art, writing, painting, video, photography, like all the things. But at the end of the day, I don't have to do anything. Like I make it harder on myself. Like 
the God I serve that I love. And when I say that, it's just like, it's, it's just a feeling, you know, it's, it's your intuition. Like everyone has it. We're all born of the same code with different cool accessories, you know, but the faith is faith, hope, and love. I love putting things in the context also, especially also as a songwriter, I'm like, all right, we got the, the birds versus the chorus, right? Faith is amazing, but you can't really have faith unless you have hope, unless you have understanding of what true love is. So I understand people that are saying, how can you like, first of all, science is what I put my faith in. So, you know, there, which is great too, like, but there's room for it all. And if we can just be honest with our own selves and, mm -hmm. and trust that like there is a bigger plan then that faith, hope and love, what that turns into is this, this unbridled optimism that says, that resilience that you've acquired through all of this stuff, that was your faith holding you down. And if I didn't have that, if I didn't feel connected to something greater than myself, then like I would have rage quit like a long time ago. And that's just real talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Uh, Sheila, so there is, another, there is another famous riff, right? There is another famous Swift. Uh, I've heard. I've heard this. I think this sounds familiar. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I've been listening to some of her songs, but it didn't really resonate with me that much. But, but <laughs> until I, I recently actually, I, I was sort of, I don't know, I was avoiding that uh, for some time. But recently, I actually bought one of her albums, The Folklore, and which, which okay. like which was like completely different from what she was doing previously. Like she went in a sort of a different style. And uh, oh, yeah. now, yeah. now I kind of started appreciating, maybe I would want to go back and listen to the old, older stuff as well. Uh, I see some parallels with you because the songs that you released in 2021, especially Messages of Love, you, you kind of navigated oh. different away from what you were previously doing, right? Absolutely. Because that song is actually, so that is totally, thank you. Because I haven't been able to tell the story yet. I have been backlogged, if you will, to upload anything new. And I, my dreams of will come true later to explain the stories of the songs. But I do have these kids that want to eat all the time. <laughs> but Messengers of Love is actually a song written by Victor Kimpenny, who is, lives in Prana, who lives in Prague. And again, one of these, uh, we met through the Grammy Association several years ago, just via like Facebook, um, but we were in the same like organization. And so it's Czechoslovakian music. It's definitely not like anything you would hear on the radio over here, but like it, I loved that it was like, he sent me this song. He's like, do you want to do something about this? And he had already written Messengers of Love, but it's Polslav Velasky in Czech. But he sent me the just just the instrumental and I rewrote. I have no idea what he was saying. It was kind of like a fun game for us. It was like, I want to see if I get this right by the feeling that I got from listening to what you created. And now you're giving me this song to um, translate in my own way, which was just so fun. And it was during the beginning of Corona. So it's like, yes, let's collaborate. Let's like bring the world together. Let's have fun. He sent me a song and I just like got hooked by that, like James Bond kind of groove feel in the front of it. And it is so different. It's like, it's like ABBA. It's like, it's just, it's right. like so different, but it's because Victor wrote it. And I think it would be confusing because I haven't put it into context yet. However, 
the whole point, if you listen to the words, is like, Corona sucks. We all can't come together and hang out. But oh, wait, like the band is in town and his band lost like $60,000 last year from canceled gigs. Like we all did, you know, we all like, so it's like, this is a shared spirit and let's just make art and be happy. Let's make music together. And so I'm so honored that he asked me to be part of his song because it's totally out of my wheelhouse, but like I thought it was cool. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's like you, it's like you singing country music. You're like, uh, I know I wouldn't envision that for myself, but like, sure, it's fun. Let's go for it. And it yeah. turned into something special. Yeah, I, 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 I have this, I started having a, more of a respect for the, all the Swedish, you know, those Swedish European artists, because uh, I actually, sometimes I still listen to go and listen to ABBA and AHA and all these bands because they have yeah. amazing music, right? They, they're, and did you know it that really all the, did, did you know all the pop bands like Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, most of those were produced by Swedish producers, right? Yeah. You are my fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, tell me why. Like, no, but tell me what. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter because a good song, I'm a, I am a lyrics girl, so this kind of hurts me to say it, but the reality is a good song is truly for the groove and that like hook, right? So it doesn't right. matter what genre it is and it, it doesn't matter what language it's in, like, Again, at the end of the day, it's about that feeling. And yeah, let the audience infer because guess what? I don't need to tell you my business. I'm gonna wrap it in an analogy and then let you apply it to your life. Right, right. Right? right. But it's <clears throat> like, yeah. I mean, the, the Swedes, they're, no one can touch them. <laughs> they're making that, that cash. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, because if, if, you, just, if you just write a song, everything literally i what's the fun of that right yeah <laughs> and, and it's it's frustrating as a songwriter because i'm like that i could i could have done like 20 years ago no shade but it's like because it's in a different language it makes sense because they're translating it and in, in out of out of their native tongue into um a context that um, but americans like there's 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 a missing piece lyrically right. right even though nobody cares because it's just so like mm, mm, mm. you know it's, it's like it's a it's a pop but at the same time i respect so much that these dudes like maybe lyrically like it's not a you know a james joyce novel it's not ulysses it's not like educating you about anything but it makes you feel good and right. it's good to feel good so that's okay right right <laughs> Yeah, it's a I, I weird mean, I, artist offer on ourselves so that we can remind. I can remind myself, like, just Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. Like, it doesn't just just get it out of you, right? Right, right. But but when you told me the story about the Great Gatsby, now I actually want to go and read that book again. <laughs> should you should everybody should read that? I mean, it's it's actually a pretty short read. As kids, we're like, oh my gosh, it's a novel. But I mean. Like a, it's like a weekend if you can get rid of the kids but no Gatsby's just so again I appreciate things that are layered that I guess I, I guess I'm somewhat of an enigma and that's why I think I love songwriting because I'm trying to like I'm gonna figure out this code if it kills me like I'm gonna like 
get in the pocket. I'm going to lock it down. I have so many songs right now that are, ah, there's 17 different ways I can go with the lyric and, and it's on me that I'm not committing, but like that either just means like, it's not time, right? Use your intuition. Like I probably haven't learned what I need to learn to put it in a song yet, but that's how I write. That's me. Like for me, this is my, like, this is my journal. Even if it's collaborating with a, a Czech that we don't speak the same language, but we can speak from the heart, all of us together, right? Through music ah, and art. Right. So Sheila, you said you have a backlog of songs to, so what's going to come? What's the plan? What, any new songs coming up? Are you going to put up a new album? So yeah, I love, that's my favorite question. Them. what's next for you i'm going to disney world <laughs> no i uh so i just released a song with a new producer that actually like is in town his name is anthony johnson he's from detroit he's like that kind of like 90s detroit you know eight mile kind of like he's like mm. a soft old teddy bear but he comes from from some uh, hard stock and so his music though is like he's he's awesome so anyway, Anthony and I, he did the music for uh, Don't Ever Let Go, which, well, I titled it Don't Let Go because I didn't want to title it, say, Don't Give Up, because mm. I'm really working on my my words my, of how I present something so that I can always keep it in the positive, uplifting thing instead of like having a negative lead, right? So even the word don't is hard for me because it means not, but I really don't want anybody to give up so not don't give up not <laughs> stay with us for a little while longer we all need each other <clears throat> so sheila what's your message to the people who's going to watch this video or listen to this podcast um if y'all are not subscribing to chana and sending him lots of money via cash app venmo or all the things and if you're not like telling your friends to tune in to see chana I feel sorry for you and I don't want you to be missing out. So click subscribe, get with Chana. He's so cool. Dude, you're so cool. I love you, brother. Like I, I just so love when I can make these connections. Like I've got a brother on the other side of the world. Like, so yes, what's next? I just released that song, Don't Let Go. Right now I'm gonna let it like simmer for a while, but I'm coming soon with some new music. The next song I drop is another one with Anthony. It's called No Sympathy for the Devil. And you've never heard me sing like this before. This is like an R&B. Oh, there's a party coming in. But yeah, just wait for it. I've got a lot of songs coming. Two that are on deck that I need to finish lyrics for. Like I said, I just need to commit. But I'm just like, okay, spirit. <laughs> you know, leave. So when I get in my car, I, I just keep it on loop. And I come up with ideas and We'll see where it goes. That's what's next. It's just like embracing the mystery. Right. So Sheila, anybody you want to shout out to? <gasps> I want to shout out to my sister, Heather. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's been hanging by my assistant, hanging out with me. We are just um, in good. So we're about to, the show starts in 40 minutes. So Ah, shout out to you. Shout out to Jeff and Lisa for bringing us together. Shout out to the makers of Clubhouse. 
shout out to my mommy who birthed me and my dad who sustained me. I love all my family, Marley and Dylan and Cohen and my husband, Chris. Shout out, shout out. Probably none of them will ever watch this because they're like, we know you sing. We know you talk about music. But one day, hmm. <laughs> you're going to see this. So that's my message. <laughs> right. So Sheila, thanks for joining this podcast. I really enjoy talking to you. And uh, I hope to, you know, uh, I hope you will put out more songs and hopefully someday I can, you know, see you live performing and we can talk in person someday. Dude, <laughs> thank you. I know, you know what? I'm like, after this whole like mess is open like or over and the world opens up safely, everyone please be safe. I'm like, I have so many new couches to surf. So you and your family are always welcome to Texas. <laughs> and any friend of Tana's is a friend of mine. <laughs> so no, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. We will definitely hang out. And I appreciate you so much for um, presenting this opportunity to be like, hey Manila, what's up? <laughs> so before we go, to, can I tell you something? Yeah. You are a gift to the world. And I can't wait to meet your family and for our kids to play. So yes, it will happen. But Chana, you, like the first time I met you, again, this is the first time we're seeing each other face to face. Like your heart comes through, through the, the, the space, through the time and through the speaker. And so I just really, that's why I said, everybody, please subscribe to Chana and listen because your heart is so beautiful and the world needs more of that. So thank you. Thank you, Sheila. Thanks. Thanks for joining and, uh, you know, have a, have a great night and uh, your show, uh, Break a Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jess. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll, uh, I'll message you when I decided to get back on the clubhouse. But uh, for right now, I'm just actually working. I'm back doing music. So anyway, peace out, homies. Love y'all. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>